hello everybody i'm brie welcome to the chocolate bar our lives our strength our time um we are on episode 43 we are into 2019 i hope everyone is having an amazing january so far and working on those intentions and whatever else you promised yourself you wanted to accomplish this year. Um, I'm really excited tonight to be talking to a total all-around badass. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I'm always amazed by the amount of amazing women that we have that um, follow our podcast and they're just doing some really cool things even outside of strength sports so i'm always excited to hear their story um so tonight we have a, the pleasure of having friend of the podcast podcast marcia on um so i'm gonna let her say hi to you all and introduce herself hey girl hey guys um so excited to be on i love the chocolate bar i love everything we're doing i love all us brown beautiful people getting together yes yes um honestly for me in general i kind of was going through like uh, i'm gonna delete my instagram oh i'm so over facebook but i started finding people like you guys you know like sisters of powerlifting and all Mm -hmm. these other people just posting stuff that actually mattered and i'm like okay maybe i could actually make some connections here and not yeah yeah not just like for like follow for follow something else going on So I'm happy to be here. So tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm actually a doctor of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. I graduated about four years ago. So that is my main, main job. Um, I'm also a creative person. So I have an online shop called Quad Squad. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of both. Um, Last year, I just opened my clinic inside my gym. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a big deal. That's um, exciting. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with 2019. We're moving up. Cool. Now, what strength sports do you um, typically participate in? So I started powerlifting, I would say, like 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only reason I chose USAPL is because at that time when I Googled it, that was the first one that popped up. Mm-hmm. So I've competed in USAPL uh, for pretty much since then. My last real competition was Raw Nationals. Okay. 2017. So I haven't I haven't been able to compete at the level that I want to. Mm-hmm. So then I switched to strongman because it's a whole different ball game. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So powerlifting, you show up and you have to go like guts out. Right. Like you know your sleep has to be right. You got to drink your water. You got to mm-hmm. make your cut. Mm-hmm. Strongman is like, oh yeah, remember what we told you we were gonna do two months ago? Here you go, do it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Totally. Different. So have you competed in uh, strongman yet? Yeah, last year was my first year, and I actually did one, two, four competitions. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so you went all in. Yeah. Oh, it's, I love it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't want to sound like an asshole, but it was, like, really easy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I like it. <laughs> like, you know, all those years of powerlifting, so when I came up to things like the yoke carries, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and it's, like, 450, 500 pounds, I'm just right. like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> so it transferred over fairly yeah, easily for the, you. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't, my bench was always my worst lift, so mm-hmm. we're, we're in the same ball game with Strongman. The overhead okay. is so trash. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Now, outside of um, uh, being a competitor, did you do any coaching or? Um, in general, I don't really coach okay. like um, strength programming. Right. Um, I am usually like this. Why sometimes when I comment on my Instagram, like the friendly neighborhood therapist, because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. pretty much what I'm doing. Like, oh, hey, right. my shoulder is this. And I'll be like, all right, well, let me see. Okay, do this, this and this. Like, that's kind of, you know, like everybody gets one little blessing right. every once in a while. Right, the right. Then you got to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I know that look. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So. So let's let's back up a little bit. I always like to find out about people um, and their journey sort of to, you know, strength sports. I always ask them, did did strength sports find you or did you find them? Like what was your kind of what was your quote unquote fitness journey sort of prior to getting to that point? Yeah, right. So basically, I've always done sports since high school. Mm -hmm. You know, I did soccer, flag football 
all of that stuff. Uh, you know, I wasn't a cheerleader like my mom wanted to be. She wanted mm-hmm. me to do the girly stuff. I got right. grimy and <laughs> <laughs> rolled around. And, um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that was kind of what I did in college as well. And then once you get out of that organized setting, it's like, all right, now what am I going to do? Right, right. So I tried, you know, like Zumba. I had mm-hmm. like a spinning phase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it wasn't really that cool. Right. So my brother is actually a, a amateur fighter. So he's oh, wow. always okay. lifting weights. He's always training. He's always at a gym. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just go with this guy and see what's going on. Mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm. that. Now, is, it that your, is that your only sibling or do you have other siblings? I have two older siblings. So oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the oldest one, he's he's an athletic guy, but he doesn't really do much, sadly. Right, like, right. <laughs> yeah, but the, <laughs> the second one, he's always there like, all right, let's go to the gym. Okay, okay. So it was kind of familiar to you coming up anyway. Um, and so along those same lines, I know, like I said, a lot of times, um, you know, especially women, especially black women, you know, growing up, we kind of have these, you know, weird relationships with our physical self sometimes, whether, you know, be because we don't look like everybody else or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I'm wondering, like, how did powerlifting sort of affect your relationship with your body or were you always sort of comfortable in your own skin um I'd say in general I was always kind of comfortable Mm -hmm. you know I was you know my parents we weren't struggling we were like middle class comfortable Mm -hmm. but I always went to schools that were very diverse inner city schools okay mostly full of minorities so you know I grew up with people that look like me Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, when I played soccer, it was with people that looked like me. And then we mm-hmm. would play, you know, the white schools and be like, oh, okay, whatever. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. This is different. Like, like that's <laughs> when I would really notice the difference. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. even going to the gym as an adult is where I live in South Florida. Mm-hmm. The L.A. fitness I used to go to was full of Trinis, Jamaicans, ah. you know, Cubans. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't really that sort of vibe. So once I right. actually signed up for powerlifting and back then... First of all, it wasn't $100 for me, but whatever. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but back then, you would show up, and not only would there only be, like, eight women, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be the only one in your weight class, and, right. oh, hey, you're the only one that's black, too. Right. So it was kind right. of like, I'm just here out doing this, and then I'm going to go home, and that was it. It was, mm-hmm. it was definitely... Mm-hmm a totally you knew everybody at the meet you knew everybody Mm -hmm. who was competing like there was nobody there right right yeah so speaking of that um you know i think one of the great things that has happened is that you know with social media and everything else there's definitely much more visibility about the sport and sort of what you know what types of you know benefits it could be for you know women who are interested in getting stronger you know whatever their goals are um but have you sort of since you kind of have a comparison base many folks are 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 very new to this um what are some of the kind of challenges that you've seen come up as a result of the you know sort of increased visibility of um, powerlifting um, I'd say the one thing that I feel like is the most concerning is that everyone feels like, okay, I have to lift heavy every time forever, and right. then I'll be cool. Right. Like it's right. it's like you know, calm down. You don't even mm-hmm. you don't even know how to do a hamstring stretch, and you're trying right. to deadlift. How much? Like relax. You know. Right. Right. It's right. not really something that you know you couldn't play volleyball or you couldn't play basketball or you don't swim. So oh well, I'm just gonna do powerlifting and be cool. Like that's not really yeah what we're doing here it's about strength it's about you know pushing your body to its limits right you gradually exactly <laughs> gradually yeah. right and, you what's know, that mean <laughs> yeah and, and then the, the mental part that comes with it is right as a part of that chasing that bigger number bigger total you know mm-hmm. even you see it in people's bios chasing this 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 total like, like relax right. Yeah, like, because, I always find that interesting. Or yeah. they, you know, they put their numbers in their toll. I mean, that's fine. But I'm always just like, really? It's okay. That's the first thing you want yeah, to know about you. Because fine. then that means where's your, where's your mind? You're not going right. to be like, oh, man, my body's amazing. Right. I had four hours of sleep and I squatted this. Or this week was stressful yeah. and I did this with my body. Like, no, you're just like, oh, this person's stronger than me. Oh, I got to do this. Like, yeah, it's yeah. all wrong. I hear you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and given what you mentioned about, you know, sort of, 
you know, you would go to a meet and it'd be either one person in your class or just a very small meet or eight women in general. And, you know, you'd be the only person of color there. Um, you know, have you seen that change kind of in your area? And, you know, how, how has that been for you if you have seen that change um, in terms of more women of color getting involved? Uh, in my local area, I have seen it somewhat change, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. Like the last local meet I did, there was, you know, two, three dozen women. So it's it's right. it's told it's definitely picked up and totally changed. Right. And then right. I would say I don't follow other federations because I just just not I don't have that much energy to follow the right. world. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but I would definitely say the USAPL. Like when you look at who shows up. And who's, you know, winning those first place worlds or mm -hmm. who's in the prime 10 at nationals. There's a lot of us out there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that's definitely a big deal. And I remember, I don't even know if she remembers this. I think it was 2017 Raw Nationals, but it was, mm -hmm. it was me, Ellen, mm -hmm. Chelsea, and Kimberly Walford. Okay. In the uh, 72 prime time. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. And then, I, you know, and I did, I had a terrible meet. It, mm -hmm. it was absolute trash, but that was like a personal thing. <laughs> uh, some stuff was going on with my mom. It was, oh, yeah. it was just not good. But mm -hmm. at the end of it, I was like, you know what? I don't care about this trash meet. You know, I'm here. All these brown people are here. Yeah. And like, we all just corralled together, took some pictures. And yeah. Kimberly Walford was like, you guys have no idea what this means to me right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And that's imagine. not a moment that I would have ever imagined when I first started powerlifting. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a tough question. Yeah. Um, if you could only do either powerlifting or strongman for the rest of your life, which one would you choose and why? Well, as of today, I'm going to have to say strongman. Oh, really? Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. Though that's actually a medical thing. So recently, oh, okay. I've, yeah, recently I'm starting to have like autoimmune issues. Oh, And okay. I can't okay. ever tell you for sure. You know, if I signed up for a meet May 12th, like I, there's no way I could promise May 12th I'm going to be good. Mm, okay. There's no okay. way. And that's what's happened in my last couple of meets, you know. Right. So I'm you know, just like I'm not even gonna stress myself over that emotional yeah. roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Strong man, you know the weight straight up. You practice it before it even happens, and then when oh, you get to it, it's like okay. okay. So it's a lot more in your control a little bit in terms exactly. of what to expect and all of that. Okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so do you at this point have sort of like what's a typical? Yeah, I don't know. Week of training. Look. Oh, do you? Or do you? Do you coach yourself, or do you work with a coach? I coach myself. I okay. when I first started powerlifting, I used to be with this like, I don't know how I, I met like this whole old crew of um, like old school like before USPL existed powerlifters. Right. Uh huh. Um, like I don't know if you ever heard of Damian Franzaglia. He still lifts. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, Julian and Adeline Olvang, they're they're out there. Okay. And then um, J.D. Clark, and he's the one that used to do my programming. And they kind of, mm -hmm. like, took me on. Like, every Father's Day, I tell them all happy Father's Day. Because they just, like, took me under their wing. Yeah. And so, like, I never really... Obviously, I went to school to be a therapist, so I understand yeah. muscles and exercise. But, you know, I never, like, got a personal training certificate. I never mm -hmm. read any starting mm -hmm. strength. I learned everything from all of those guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, pretty much I take those concepts, and now I write my mm -hmm. own programming. Okay. Yeah. So what does a typical like week of programming look like for you? Like what kind of things do you do? So the other thing about Strongman is if you have your event list, like I'm going to do one next month. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do one next month. And one of the things on there is um, truck pull, mm -hmm. a keg press. So like you have to lift a keg from the floor over your head. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There's like a, a grip thing called a rolling thunder. So you pick it up with one hand and you have to hold yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Just stuff you have no business doing, but for some right. reason it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so then when I make my programming for an event, it's going to be specific. Like, I'm not going to be doing a log press. I'm not going to be doing axles. I'm just going to do that keg. I'm just going to practice that. Right. And right. then, I mean, I'm not going to pull a truck every day, but I'll do sled pulls. Yeah. You know, rope pulls, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And mm -hmm. then I'll fit in like a squat and a deadlift. Oh, okay. So that might be what's three, your, four days a week. What's your favorite event and why? Um, car deadlift. Do tell. Yeah, car I, it looks so badass. I mean, I mean, if it no, just for looks no other so reason, so cool, right? It really does. <laughs> 
and and powerlifting my favorite is always deadlift so it okay. just like it just looks so and i i have some stupid proportions like i could scratch my knee standing up so that like oh, leverage wise wow. that's for me yeah for real <laughs> like that's wow. for me that's amazing yeah oh, okay. so i could lift those cars and everybody's like just and strongman the other thing about it that's hilarious is you know there's no roped off like neat areas like there's no like mm-hmm. i mean there's judges and whatever but it's not organized nobody's wearing ties you know, everybody's mm-hmm. just yelling in your face yeah basically <laughs> so, especially when you do those car deadlifts you could have somebody literally right in front of your face just wow screaming for you it's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. i love it i love yeah. it um, so you, you segued into this a little bit and yeah. I'm, I'm really, I, like I said, I, I'm always interested to hear how, you know, strength athletes sort of interweave all of the different aspects into their, of their lives and, you know, incorporating that with their training and their competing and all that, like, you know, whether it be their professional career or, you know, if they're moms or, you know, dealing with different challenges, um, how has, I mean, I, I, I would imagine physically, you know, how, um, your inflammatory issues have sort of affected your training but like how have you how have you been able to kind of like work around that or kind of figure out a way to balance all of that with with training and and running a business (laughs) online and physical and all of those things too um i mean i think the biggest thing for me like the first step was just slowing down because me as a person i've never i've always been busy you know i've always Mm -hmm. had like three jobs or you know i was always taking like extra ap classes like like i had so many credits in college they had to give me two diplomas like that's how busy i am yeah like i'm that i'm that overachiever like Mm-hmm. I can't be still. If I wake up, I have my to-do list ready. Right. So, you know, I mean, I can only go on for so long. And my body checked me. You know, mm-hmm. it pulled up mm-hmm. real quick. And it was like, hey, listen. Right. We can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was a process. Um, that was definitely Was it a difficult for you to make that transition from, you know, being busy all the time, doing all the things, and, and literally having your body say, uh-uh, sis, not today? Like, yeah, was that it's... a struggle for you mentally? Or were you kind of like, okay, well, you know what? I just got to do what I got to do. No, it was a struggle. That was mm. that was a big-time struggle. Because the first part of it is not even understanding what was happening. Mm-hmm, just trying mm-hmm. to find a reason. Like, okay, well, maybe I didn't sleep, or maybe this, or... I don't know what it was or, you know, just trying to like rationalize like, oh, something else must have happened. Nothing's wrong. And, you know, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then finally, you know, I don't know what it was, but I finally just woke up and was like, okay, you need to figure this out. This is not working. Right, right. And, you know, sometimes it still is a struggle because what it's ever changing, you know, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It is, it's up and down. Like, today, I feel great. I'm full of energy. Like, I worked on my website. Mm-hmm, you know, I worked mm-hmm. on both websites. Like, right. I was all over the place. I'm feeling good. I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, tomorrow, I might just be like, you know what? I'm going to be in bed all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I have to... Now, I'm at a point where I could be like, you know what? That's fine. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a word for it that... Um, People with chronic illnesses or autoimmune usually call it. We call ourselves spoonies. Ah, uh, I was going to say, I remember reading a while ago about kind of that whole spoon theory. And I just, I thought that was so fascinating and, and really apl- applicable to a lot of different things. Do you, can you kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. It's basically like kind of an analogy for how a person with a chronic illness could feel. And it honestly mm-hmm. it could be anything. Right. So you know, let's say every day of the week you have, you know, 100 spoons and mm-hmm. you wash your hair, you spend a spoon, you know, cook dinner, that's three spoons, go to work, right. that's 10 spoons and it costs mm-hmm. you something. Right, right, right. But me, I don't wake up every day with 100 spoons. Mm. Some days I might have 10. Wow. So it's it's up and down. And honestly, I can do everything right. I could get my juicing, you know, I could get right. my nine hours of sleep, I get my water in and, and I might not still be there. It just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the nature of the way um, autoimmune stuff works. So yeah, yeah. I definitely how, use that. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't no, I mean I definitely use that analogy a lot. Like when I come home and my husband wants something, I'm just like, I don't have it today. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. actually brings me to my next point because, like I said, I, I, um, you know, someone I knew was sort of dealing with certain things, and you know, um, I said they mentioned that. I said, let me read up about that. And, and even though I understood kind of 
um, I think from an intellectual standpoint, sort of what they were up against, that really clarified it for me. Like, oh, okay. Like, have you found that, you know, generally speaking, the folks around you have been um, not necessarily supportive, because I mean, I'm sure your family and friends and loved ones are supportive, but have been able to kind of comprehend what that reality looks like for you? Or do you find yourself frustrated sometimes? Like they just, they're like, oh, what do you mean you can't get out of bed? Or what do you mean you're tired? Like, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, how how have you been able to sort of articulate that? So in a way that people can best support you? Um, That is definitely a tough one for me. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. explaining to people like the spoon theory and the idea how my energy is and all that, you know, that's helped somewhat. But yeah. in general, people don't get it you know right you, you know it's it's like the worst phrase of all time is you don't look sick oh yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like yeah. i had to tell a co-worker at work she's like oh well how come you're married and you're not having kids oh why are you on birth control and i'm like listen uh, lady i'm mind your, to, bi- <laughs> mind your business hold on. <laughs> first of all right right uh, i'm trying to get a diagnosis here before mm-hmm. i try to create a whole entire new life right and her first response is oh i didn't know I, you look like you hit the gym every day like, what does that have to do with anything? People are the worst. I swear. It's nothing to do with it. Right. So it's really tough because, you know, I don't look sick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I look strong. I got big muscles. Right. And people always know me as the strong person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if it's not visible, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not do easy. you do you find that your training um, has been helpful in managing your symptoms or is it like do you find that you have fewer or less frequent flare-ups because of the way that you train or how, how does that kind of work? Well, once I figured out that I had to slow down, I kind mm-hmm. of readjusted. So if, mm-hmm. if I'm going to work out, that's all I'm going to do after work. Right. You know, like I'm not going to work out and then try to come home and cook dinner and wash my hair. Like right. I'm just going to pick one thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And okay. then in general, yeah, if, if I go and, you know, I write my program for a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And if I go and I feel, I show up, I feel great. I'll do a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I show up and I'm like, eh, then I'll just keep it at the minimum and go home. But in general, I do feel like if I don't exercise, I'm a lot stiffer. My nerves right. are not happy. Mm-hmm. I don't move mm-hmm. as well. So you definitely, it's like a catch 22 because you don't have the energy, but exercising somehow gives you more energy, but you right. can use it first. Right. So it's right. like, but you gotta have, yeah, it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely feel way better when I could get moving. So, you know, and I always think about folks that, you know, whenever I have, um, you know, guests on the podcast, I always feel like, you know, somebody is going to get something or some jewel from, you know, whatever it is that particular guest has to say or whatever is their sort of their personal journey has been. Do you have any advice or tips for folks that may be going through similar issues in terms of um, their health? And they're like, you know, like, I'd love to do something that would make me feel better. Or, you know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, maybe try to engage in some sort of movement, whether it be strength training or something else. But I don't even know, like, where to start or, you know, I'm scared I'm going to, you know, make it worse. Like, what advice would you give them to kind of help them move in that direction? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that moving will always make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a personal... I mean, obviously, there has to be some personal decision making, you know, based on your abilities or what you have going on. Right. But even if you start with something as, as you know, silly sounding as walking around the block, mm-hmm. you know, it's something. So right. where, wherever you start, you know, just understand that this may be small and other mm-hmm. people are doing something fancier or this person's lifting more than me. It doesn't matter. Like you're on right. the first stair, like you still got a whole staircase. It'll be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's I the like biggest that. thing. I like that. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you about um, your journey with physical therapy. Uh-huh. Um, I am actually, I was actually thinking like, I don't think I know of any, at least not personally, any black folk that are um, doctors of physical therapy. Like we, you know, we had a doctor of chiropractic on the podcast. So I'm really interested in this because I think one of the things, you know, we all know is that um, 
you know, traditional medical care just don't really have, don't really see it for black folk, particularly black women. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm always interested in looking at ways that we can sort of take better care of ourselves kind of outside of that. So can you tell us a little bit about like, well, first of all, tell me about kind of how you got to where you are in terms of being a doctor of physical therapy. Was that something that you wanted to do since you were five or did you just fall into it or how did that come about? Uh, well, I've always wanted to be a doctor. That was that was a thing, right? Generic mm-hmm. doctor, right? I mm-hmm. had the baby dolls, like I had the doctor right. school kits, like every mm-hmm. school I went to was medical magnet. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of exposure, and I had one uh, like volunteer rotation, whatever, at a therapy clinic, and I was like, uh, you know, this looks like more fun. I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I was happy about it. My mom wasn't right. happy about it though. <laughs> She really? Didn't, she didn't get it. She was like, what is what is the physical therapy? It's just being Oh, doctor. she wanted you, you to doing? be like the baby doctor, or the yeah. heart doctor. She's okay, like, I got you. You've been saying since you were four you were going to be a pediatrician. What are you doing? And I'm just like, <laughs> ah, I don't know. Wait, you're, 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 your folks are island folks, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, physical, physical therapy, what is this? I'm like, mom, oh calm down. <laughs> calm down, mom. It's a real so job. So many of my friends are like, yeah, that's you know they roll a little differently (laughs) yeah it's oh my gosh so that was some years Mm -hmm. um but basically i kind of realized that like how i want to get involved as a career and how i want to work is not really like like the typical doctor you just go in and you see some people you read the chart you go take this pill by over and over Mm -hmm. and over again and i just couldn't see myself doing that Mm -hmm. so you know, I did my undergrad. You have to do observation hours. Mm-hmm. I went to school. Now, was your yeah. undergraduate degree also in physical therapy? Um, well, or it depends on work? what school you go to. Okay. Because some of them will have what they call like allied health. Okay. So that's like the generic. You're not going to med school, but you're going to do something medical. Right. Yeah. So it okay. depends. But it really doesn't matter as long as you have the prereqs for whatever school you're going to. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So okay. honestly, they don't really care. Okay, um, so you did undergrad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did my undergrad, and then, um, actually, I went away for a year, and I was like, eh, oh, I miss home. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I went mm-hmm. back home, and then um, my school down here actually got rid of the allied health major. So oh. then I ended up with um, psychology and liberal studies. Mm-hmm. So random, but I had tons of time <laughs> to do whatever I wanted, whatever. Right. <laughs> so I um, got through that. Then I got to PT school down here. Mm-hmm. And that's three straight years. So, I mean, start to finish, it's seven years if you go all the way through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is okay. what I did. In my class, um, there was... Hold on, let me do, like, a visual. Let me make sure. I'm not... Hmm. Yeah, I, I was the only black girl. Then there was another half black girl. That's as mm. black as it got. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Not surprising, but interesting. Not surprising. <laughs> and the following year, they stopped doing in-person interviews. They, they switched to phone interviews. And what do you know, magically, more brown people. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh, go figure. Yeah, so they could say. Ooh, that's what, a whole other mm-hmm, podcast. They say, they say what they want to say, but we know, we know, we know what's happening. <laughs> we, we be knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. <laughs> so, what exactly is physical therapy? Uh, like a one sentence answer is we help people move better. Okay, that's okay. your one sentence answer. And how is it different than chiropractic? So, as far as what a chiropractor does. You know, they're looking at your body and they're realigning it. Like Mm -hmm. they're saying like, okay, this is rotated. I'm fixing it. If I did any sort of manual, you know, neck cracking or whatever, I'm not realigning you. Mm. For me, it's more like, you know, like a stretch. Like I'm trying to get your joints to move, but I don't know how to realign you. Okay. So I could do hands on things if, if that's how I train. Not everybody likes to do that kind of stuff. Right. But other than that, I can look at your body and I could say, okay, your knee problem is a ligament, it's a muscle, or it's this, or it's because of this imbalance, or it's because you're flat-footed. You know, I could actually look at a problem and diagnose it and say, this is why you're having this problem, and give you mm-hmm. a plan to fix it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's so, the biggest difference. So how can, 
a strength athlete, um, since, I mean, that's kind of what we're, you know, yeah. sort of focused on, how can they benefit from physical therapy? And can you talk a little bit about preventative versus like rehabilitative? Because I think most folks, when they think about physical therapy, they think I was in a car accident. Yeah. I fell down the stairs. My Nana I... broke her hip. <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah. I would imagine there might be some, some proactive things that folks could do with respect to physical therapy. So can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, we're not, uh, you know, like as a people, we're reactive. That's how we yes. are. You know, oh, I mm-hmm. sprained my ankle. Okay, now I'm going to worry about it. Right. S- sadly. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to be that way. We can right. We can do things to make our body move better, be a little more stable, be a little more flexible. And especially for the strength athlete, like you're taking your body and you're pushing it to the limits and then you're just going home. Mm-hmm. Like how does mm-hmm. that how does that make sense? Like you don't eat dinner without drinking water. Like, you know, there's always something going along with it. How are you just going to lift this weight and then go home? Like there's gotta be something more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, in general, I feel like that has changed somewhat. You know, a lot more people are following, you know, videos on Instagram or they see people doing things, they're rolling out before they lift. So I think in general, that's moving towards something better. But the, the other problem with that is, you know, some people are doing things they have no business doing. No business doing. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. no business. Like, I see all these things with band mobilizations, and I see people twisting their arms all sorts of ways, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And I'm sure, I mean, obviously, like, just like most other um, physicians, you guys have kind of a governing board, and, and that kind of, uh, I mean, I'm imagining that sort of says, okay, you're qualified to do this, yeah. you know, but you can't do this. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, my point with with that was how how would someone go about finding like a reputable physical therapist? Um, it's kind of like any other any other medical professional. Unfortunately, you have to mm-hmm. trial and error. So you either go mm-hmm. word of mouth, or you look for mm-hmm. you know if you're looking for sports, look for some like look at their facility, look at the pictures they have, see if they have reviews, see if they have an Instagram, mm-hmm. look at their videos, their posts, whatever, what have you. Right. And then, you know, look at the language of how they talk, you know, or if you reach out to them, how do they respond to you? How are they speaking to you? Because I notice the biggest word that I hear when I'm interacting with people is trust. Mm, so, yes. it, it, yeah. So I don't know what it is. Is, is it because I lift or mm-hmm. is it the way I talk to people? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But people come to me and they're like, you know what? I can trust you. I don't feel like I right. can trust my other. So if mm. you don't have that feeling, it's it's not going to go well. Because you're going to go right. home. You're going to be like, eh, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think particularly, like I mentioned before, you know, for, for you know, black folk. And it, that's really important. Because, yes. again, we don't like going to the doctor anyway. Yes. So if I feel like I can't trust you that you're going to listen to me or you know, take seriously what I'm saying to you, then I'm, I'm not gonna go see you. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely think it trust is a huge part of that. Um, so what made you want to open your own clinic? Well, I've kind of bounced around. I have a lot of different interests. You can do, believe it or not, like so much stuff with physical therapy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could work in a nursing home and you could be with grandmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you could work in a hospital. You could be with people that just had spinal cord injuries and they're just relearning how to use their body parts. Right. You know, you could work with kids, typical kids or kids with Down syndrome or CP mm-hmm. or other crazy rare chromosomal. There's so much right. stuff out there. Yeah. And there's still, still, on top of that, there's still other specialties that you can do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's women's health, there's lymphedema, there's so much. So I mm-hmm. kind of, you know, moved around facility, facility, felt it out, saw what I was into. And then I kind of realized after a while, like, I don't think I could work for a hospital anymore. Like, I can't work right. for a big system anymore because at the end of the day, like, the, the model is the same. The thing that I was trying to avoid by not being, like, a pediatrician, like, I was getting into. Mm, it was like, gotcha. oh, see this person, Bill. Okay, right. document. Oh, why didn't you see this person? Well, she was throwing up. She wasn't feeling good. Oh, well, were you in the room? Can you go back and talk to her? Bill for patient right. education? Like, what? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And, yeah, you know, and I'm also doing a cash clinic, so I'm mm-hmm. not dealing with insurance. Insurance mm-hmm. is a big limiting factor as well. Yeah. And it's sad because you could go, you know, let's say you pick wherever your insurance takes you and you pay 20 bucks a copay and they're going to tell you the same thing. Oh, three times a week for six weeks. They're going to tell you the same thing. 
Everybody mm-hmm. does because they just mm-hmm. want, you know, they just want to milk you. Right. And you're going to spend 60 bucks a week and, you know, you're going to show up. They're going to do hot pack, ultrasound, massage. It's like, okay, right. I'm not getting better. Or mm-hmm. you could go to somebody that's doing cash, not limited by insurance. And I might only have to see you once a week and you'll get better. Right. So right. that's kind of like I came to that realization like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty over this. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with this anymore. And then the other thing is I tried. I was like, okay, hospitals, eh, not working out. Facilities, yeah. you know, nursing homes, eh. Right. So I tried working for small clinics, like private clinics. Mm-hmm. And that became, <laughs> like, that became a whole nother thing. Right. Now we're getting into the dynamic of of the black woman has to do everything. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, if I'm doing all this work, I might as well have my own clinic. Might as well do my own thing. Like I was right. running websites, I was running social media accounts, you know, I was mm-hmm. cleaning, I was organizing. I'm like, okay, if I'm doing all of this, I'm just right. I'm just gonna go ahead and do this on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, awesome. Yeah. So do you have like a specific population that you work with? You mentioned some of the specialties that you could get into as a physical therapist. Uh, well, I still like working with kids, so I kept the mm-hmm. contract I have with a daycare. So that's separate okay. from my clinic because mm-hmm. um, those guys are adorable. I'm not going to let yeah. those guys go. <laughs> um, but otherwise, it'll be sports um, sports athletes. Mm-hmm. And I also like working with neurological injuries. So people that have like cerebral palsy or, you know, spinal cord injuries, strokes, mm-hmm. um, that sort of stuff, brain injuries, whether mm-hmm. that's you know, like a car accident or whatever, what have you, because there are some people that they get better. Right. And then their insurance runs out because the insurance says, oh, well, it says right here on this paper, you can walk Mr. Smith. So you don't need it anymore. Right. Right. You know, and this person's like, okay, well, I used to run 10 miles every day and now I need help to tie my shoe. Like this isn't good enough. Yeah. So there's kind of bits and pieces of people that are left out everywhere. Hmm. Mm. Are, are you solo or do you have uh, other partners in your practice or uh, for now i'm gonna keep it solo okay i'm gonna grow okay. it grow it the way i want to grow it and then when i feel comfortable open it up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what do you think it is like if you know you were, had to write your own commercial <laughs> what what do you think sets your clinic apart from you know other sort of similar clinics um uh, well like i mentioned before trust you know mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I, maybe I should ask somebody. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but that that's what people tell me, that they trust right. me. They feel like they mm-hmm. can trust me. So that's mm-hmm. a thing. That's cool. That is a good thing. <laughs> um, and then also, like, I, I'm not, I don't care about being anybody's friend. If you're mm. coming to my clinic and you're paying me for a service, like, you're, you're going to get this service. You're going to get this work. Right. So... <laughs> You right. know, people people will be like, oh, my gosh, this hurts. Or, oh, my gosh, I've never done, you know, an exercise like this before. Or nobody's ever given me this kind of massage before. And I'm like, yeah, man, well, this is what it is. Here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to baby anybody. I'm not going to hold anybody's hand. Like, you right. want to come and get therapy with me? We're, we're getting therapy. <laughs> right, right. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Sometimes we need, sometimes we need that tough love. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, there's like all these things you have going on. We can talk forever. I know, I know. Um, but (laughs) as I, (laughs) I know, right. To be continued part five. Um, so I wanted to also talk to you about, um, quad squad. Um, it, it it took a couple of, like, it took me a little while to realize that you and that were one and the same. So I was like, Oh gosh, I need to order a shirt. And like, I always forget. And I'm like, damn it. I need to order a shirt. Um, tell me a little bit about how that came about and like what, you know, sort of what your vision was for that or kind of what the mission was. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, in general, like I said, I've always been a busy person. So on top Mm -hmm. of doing sports and school i always had some random creative side thing you know mm-hmm, like even in middle mm-hmm. school i used to make like paper pen people with yarn and wrap it and give them a little hair and sell that for a dollar like i was always mm-hmm. doing something so after a while you know i went through i made jewelry i did paintings i did everything mm-hmm. i've been all over the place mm-hmm. and then my husband and my best friend were like hey, let's make a t-shirt company and i was like all right cool and then you know as always the black woman ends up doing everything right right (laughs) and then it kind of it kind of died out for a bit because you know i was like all right i'm tired yeah it kind of died out for a bit but i didn't for whatever reason i didn't delete the site Mm -hmm. i didn't delete you know the stuff from my computer everything was there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that was 2015 it kind of died out simmered and then i saw um 
one of my instant my inst- internet friends adrian was posting a lot about inclusive fitness mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. idea of, of you know including different groups and right. what can you do what are you doing and then one of the posts was about brands mm-hmm. and it's like okay is it only the white blonde woman that we're selling to isn't right. is anybody else buying things you know like who what are we doing and i was like huh you know what <laughs> Right. I could actually do something with this. So yeah. I went back to the website, I opened it up again, and I looked at it. Like, I looked at Instagram, and I was like, what? Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I literally mm-hmm. deleted everything hmm. from the Instagram. <laughs> and then I looked at the inventory, and I was like, okay, this stuff looks cool, but it's saying nothing. Right. So then I made a whole collection of more inclusive shirts like there's a black af strong af there's a disabled af there's a queer af mm-hmm. you know and I, like i'm just getting started with it i haven't even i designed it myself so obviously i have to have the spoons for it <laughs> right, right so but i kind of made that and i was like you know what i could get back into this because i could use this for something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to show other people whether it's qtpoc or just people of color or right. you know allies whoever that you know, you don't have to be a skinny CrossFit chick trying to wear spandex shorts to be cool. Like, you could be right. whatever you look like. Right, right, right. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so where I'm at. So why do you think, and, and I mean, clearly uh, the, the response has been great. Because like I said, I see your stuff always popping up. And I'm always, that's why I'm like, ah, I got to order that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after we finish up, I'm going to go put order in. Um, but like, w- w- in terms of that, and I think this is, you know, a big subject that comes up a lot, um, particularly on, you know, platforms like mine, platforms like Sisters of Powerlifting or Queens of Weightlifting, things like that. You know, why do you think it is that, you know, we're so, I mean, hungry to see, you know, people that look like us doing things that we are interested in doing? Like, you know, why do you think that's important? I think that we've gotten to a point where everything is so global and everything is so open that you Mm -hmm. kind of expect more, you know? Right. So, you know, growing up, if you went to a school and everybody didn't look like you, okay, whatever, you you dealt with it, right? Right. You went home, you were with your family, you were with whoever. But now we're here and, I, you know, I can be on Twitter and see what's happening in Israel or wherever. Right. You know, I could be on Instagram and see all this other thing. And it's just like, okay, at this point, this no longer makes sense. There's definitely other people out here. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So you kind of come to the realization like, okay, there's definitely more stuff out here and we're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. once you get to that, you know, realization, that level of awareness, like anything less is just not good enough anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I, I, I think there have been numerous studies and things that have shown that, we, you know, we we will we pretty much outspend everybody when we find something that we like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and we want to support. So it's it's you know, I think that our, our dollar is very strong. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, I think a lot of mainstream folks either refuse to recognize that or just starting to recognize that and are kind of on the late freight. So um, I'm just really happy that there are more options for us to buy things that are reflective of us because I'd much rather spend my coins with, you know, you or Sisters of Powerlifting or someone where I, you know, you know that you are actually, um, you're pouring back into your own community. Right. Um, You know, so, yeah, I I definitely think that's super important. Um, How do you see um, the quad squad expanding in the near future? Uh, Well, I'm hoping to get more into, like I said, I made that collection of different, like all the different. Right. right? I'm hoping to get Mm -hmm. more into that and get more designs out you know, and um, sponsor more events, get the name Mm -hmm. out there. And in general, you know, you know, like you said, we're so hungry to see ourselves out there. Right. And so now I'm hungry to put myself out there. So I've even and it's not even about like, sure, there's profit to be made, but it's not even about the competition. You know, like a couple of months ago, I reached out to like Women's Strength, um, Fear Her Fight um, bad girls club and i was like guys let's just do a giveaway like you all are amazing we're doing amazing things let's do this together mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we can all like there's enough for everybody to eat it's not yes. about the competition you know like we could right. all just keep bringing each other up 
and exactly. show people that you know we're really out here <laughs> right now so that's you are, you are. that's pretty much my goal it's 2019 not just quad squad but all of us little people just like yep. scrambling and working hard to to for real be out here strength in numbers man yes strength in definitely numbers. it's all about the collaborations all about us sticking together building each other up because mm-hmm. i mean nike's gonna keep making their money reebok's gonna be just fine exactly. <laughs> they don't care yeah us. they don't exactly. care about us exactly and i really do think more people are starting you know more black women are starting to recognize that and say you know what i want to be more conscientious about how i spend my money i mean that was definitely one of my um i don't know if i'd call it a resolution but one of my intentions for yeah. this year you know i That's kind a good of one. Yeah, I mean, I I slowly started replacing um, a lot of my, you know, medical care providers with um, black women last year, very deliberately, um, and just really being more conscious of where I spend my money with whom I spend my money. So I'm hoping, you know, that will, a lot of people will kind of catch on to that and it'll be a domino effect. I mean, you know, we could move mountains, you know, just by doing one or two small things. So hopefully, like I said, more people will... Um, do that and definitely we will put the info in the show notes so people will know where to find your yes. gear yeah <laughs> um so yeah now's kind of the i call this sort of the random part of the podcast where i just ask some fun random questions sure. so our listeners can get to know you a little bit um so this is and this is a question that was posed to me recently and it really kind of knocked me off my feet a little bit and gave me some pause so now i feel like i need to torture other people with it oh boy okay um <laughs> So the question really was about who are you and what the way that the person phrased it, it was without using descriptors, descriptors of your relationship to others, like I'm a mom or I'm a wife, I'm a whatever. Who are you? How would you describe yourself? Without using a relationship, you said? Yeah, so you're not as, you know, not Marcia the doctor or the athlete or the wife. Um, who who are you? I'm a boss-ass bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, listen, I'm going to need to get that on a shirt. <laughs> Damn, that was easy. Yeah. You're talking about it was a tough one. I, clearly it was not. <laughs> That's just how I feel. <laughs> I love it i love it okay um what would you consider to be a gift that you would want to leave as your legacy Hmm, that's a good one i think um and i could say this because my so my mom died in last year beginning of the year sorry to hear that first week of yes oh but when she left Mm-hmm. And it didn't affect everybody the same. You know, I have two right. older brothers. She had five siblings. Like, we're a big mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when she left, like, I really woke up and I was like, number one, life is short. Mm-hmm. And number two, I'm not going to spend any time on anything that doesn't give me peace, joy, and happiness. Like, I'm just Ooh, not. Yes. Like, yes. I'm not going to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be fake. Right. Like, I'm just going to do what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. help people along the way and that's it and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I've been since then and then also <laughs> I mean you know she's kind of vain she was bougie she was, a, she was a bougie Haitian so <laughs> I would say that but in a way like when she left I don't know how but somehow I understood that you know like yeah. when you leave your house like you're putting on your armor and you're putting on yourself like the right. best self that the world can see you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. so like I got more vain, honestly. Like I got my eyebrows microbladed. Like I get mm-hmm. eyelashes. My hair is Ooh. always done. Girl, I need to talk to you about microblading offline because yeah. I'm, I'm on the fence about it right now. So, but anyway, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Later. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing all of that because now I'm like, you know what? Like this whole time she was blasting me for not wearing earrings or whatever right. when I left the house. But like she was right. Like when when I mm-hmm. leave this house, like. You know, if, if I say I'm a boss-ass bitch, I got to be a boss-ass bitch all around. You feel me? Right, right, So right. just the way that I carry myself is totally different. The way that I mm-hmm. view my perspective on life is totally different. And I want to be able to do that for somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because okay. the, when she left, like, I'm a totally different person. If I could do wow. that for somebody, I'm good. Just one. Wow. Just one. Right, right. I'm good. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Um... So this is kind of a two-parter. What are you really good at? Like you have 
like ultimate bragging rights and then what is one thing that you struggle with the most so the first is what are you really really good at and then on the flip side what is one thing you struggle with uh really really good at um I feel like that's actually the harder question for me because I just do a lot of random stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I paint and, you know, I like to play video games or mm-hmm. I like to eat. Um, but you know what I'm really good at? <laughs> mm, do tell. Being petty. Oh, my I, sister. I am always <laughs> right. You cannot, you cannot tell me you didn't say what you said or I said right. what I didn't say. Oh, I got that. And look, you like I got charts, I got receipts, I, I, I got have, diagrams. I always have the receipts. That is my best talent. That is hilarious. It's to the point where my best friend, like dead ass, he's like, you know what? Sometimes I feel like I have to watch what I say to you because you're gonna bring it back up. Of course. And I'm like, so you're right. <laughs> so And then yes. what's one thing that you struggle with? Um, I'm actually like I like to cook. Mm-hmm. But I'm not that good. At, like, I'm not, I can't improvise. Like, I can't add a dash of something. Like, everything's mm. ruined. Really? Like, yeah, I can't. I can't. Girl, what your to mama had to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I said, she was bougie. She took cooking classes when she was in Haiti. You know, she came to me right. and she tried to show me by me standing there. I'm like, right. I, don't, I can't do this. I can't learn like this, mom. <laughs> she didn't get it. So she didn't funny. get it. I know she, moms love that whole, oh, just put a dash of this. Or when the ancestors tell you that. to stop putting the spice in, stop putting She's it in. Like, I'm like, oh, you don't know. Sometimes the garlic's good. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you need more. I'm like, I can't tell. <laughs> like, uh, like, like we had New Year's soup this year. Um, well, wait, where are you from? I'm from California. Okay. And your family's yeah. background? Uh, Southern South. Oh, Southern South. Yeah, Louisiana, yeah. Texas. Okay. So, I don't know if you know, like, every new year is Haitian Independence Day, so we make mm-hmm. a, a pumpkin soup. Okay. So, like, my aunt's like, oh, yeah, I started making the soup, and I woke up 5 a.m., I started making the soup. Um, The pumpkin wasn't good, so I went back out to the store, and I got another one. I wouldn't be oh. able to do that. <laughs> I would have been like, this is fun. <laughs> right. And my soup would have been trash. Right. <laughs> like, how do you know this pumpkin's not good? I can't do it. It's and it, right. just, it just makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have. Well, it. hey, man. You know we can't be good at everything. Yeah, it's fine. that's right. Um, and on that same vein, um, what would your last supper consist of? Hmm. Last supper, um, grillo, which is fried mm-hmm. pork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's definitely one. Um, get some fettuccine. Mm. Alfredo, boom, because mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat every. I'm gonna eat all of that. It's not like yes. I'm gonna get some ice cream in there, cookies and cream, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. whipped cream on top. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'll uh, finish that off with a, with a little cup of coffee. I'll be good to I go. I like it. I like it, yeah. girl. Speak <laughs> my language. Um, so you know, I'm sure you've seen online everyone sort of doing this ten year challenge. Um, some people oh, are completely yeah. delusional and should not have done it. Um, that's another story. Um, so this is a little bit of a twist on that. So, what advice would you give Marcia from ten years ago? Ten. Okay, hold on. I got a 2009. Where was I? 2009 undergrad. Or words of encouragement, Whoa. advice, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, words of advice. It's okay if things don't go exactly how you plan it. Mm. Because, okay. like, like I said, I had my to-do list ready. I was planned out. Like, I had everything down to the times. Like, I was that person. Mm-hmm. And I can't be that person. It doesn't work out. You know, now that I'm out in mm-hmm. the real world, outside of school and, you know, actually, you know, adulting, like I can do my own laundry, it doesn't work out that way. Right, exactly, exactly. So I think I would have saved myself a lot of headache in that transition into adulthood if I was like, this is not real life. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. Mm. You can have a yeah. plan, but it doesn't have to be, you know, right. dotted out. What is that thing teams. about, what is that about how to make God laugh, tell him, which, tell him your plans? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's been a recurring it. theme in my life yeah um what's on your ipod uh well it depends i got different playlists for different moods training so training okay we're talking mm-hmm. training um so yeah. i have i have two actually 
Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I'll listen to some some rock, like some Rage Against the Machine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in general, it's like I have one rap playlist that's like heavy Kanye, Kendrick vibes, you know? Okay. Like, okay. Like the Black Panther soundtrack all over that. Oh, I love it. All yeah. over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have another one when I'm in my boss ass bitch mood and it's all female rappers. It's just like 20 yes. or so songs of just mm-hmm. like, you know, like uh, Rico Nasty or Lake Lay. Mm-hmm. Wait, actually, mm-hmm. wait, what's her? There's something more to her name. I can't remember. It's like Lake Lay and then there's a number after. I can't remember right now. Girl, I'm old. I don't know who, who yes. you're talking about. I'm just there's like, mm-hmm, girl, people, okay. There's new people out here, man. They're great. They're, I need to go Google. Okay, just look Okay, look up the song Girl Blunt. And you don't even okay. have to understand it. It's just the okay. vibe. It's just like, yo, I don't even care what she's talking about. I okay, feel cool. She sounds cool. She looks cool. I'm ready to lift. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. So that was your playlist. That was so. If you okay, here's a here's a, a good one. If you had to create your own lipstick, hmm. what color would it be, and what would the name of it be? Oh, the name though. Mm, the name, <sighs> something that was like just representative of Marcia. Hmm. I, I don't know if I could think of a name, but it would be a lip stain. I don't. Okay. I don't do lips, okay. It has to. St- I have to put it on once, and I'm done. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. can't be lips. It's a lip stain. Um, somewhere in between pink and a purple. Okay. Matte. I like it. I like it. And we're matte. Um, mm-hmm. but what would I call it? Honestly, I don't know. I need a lifeline. What's the first word to pop into your head? Come on. First word. I don't know. What's purple? Tell me things that are purple. <laughs> Grace. I already know the name of your lipstick. I don't know why you playing. What? What's the name? What's the name? What is uh, it? Hello, boss ass. Oh, bitch. duh. What is the hell? Girl, what is oh wrong god. with you? Sorry, checked out. Oh my god. <laughs> Woo, five minutes and I can't. I can't. <laughs> Woo. Duh. <laughs> I'm like, I know that's what she's going to name it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the question he thought would be easiest. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just like, that. uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Uh, I understand. Um, so do you have any upcoming projects? Um, you mentioned you have a meet next month. Like, what do you, what do you have on the, oh my on the radar for the next couple of months? I almost didn't mention it. So do you, have you heard about Pull for Pride? Yes. Guess who's hosting Pull for Pride in Fort <gasps> Lauderdale? Would that be you? It would be me. Okay, yeah. I see you. So we're going to have one. We're doing it over here. It's going to be a okay. thing. It's going to be great. What's the name of your gym? Broward Barbell Center. Okay. Cool. And so when is Pull for Pride? Uh, So it's in the month of June. It's okay. in seven cities this year. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you off all of them off the top of my head, but for sure New York and I right. think I'm just gonna say that one because I don't want to be wrong. Okay. So for sure New York and Fort Lauderdale, and okay. each city kind of picks like a local LGBTQ mm-hmm. organization to benefit, mm-hmm. and then Women's Strength Coalition kind of runs all of it is like an umbrella right. but each mm-hmm. you know person has to be in their city you know with yeah. their gym or you know it could be it, it could be at a park or wherever it doesn't really matter where right it is. um but it's just a deadlift competition you come in and you have you know your three attempts pull as heavy as you can and you raise right. some money for charity it's gonna be great nice i can't wait to see uh see how that goes um so you got that coming up you got your own str- uh, strongman meet coming up anything else on the horizon uh, well, we'll see what happens with my first nationals for strongman. I've done tons of nationals for powerlifting, but not for strongman yet. Mm-hmm, so we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes in October. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's cool. But lucky me, it's in West Palm Beach, which oh. is an hour drive, so I don't have to so, fly yeah, anywhere. So yeah, you don't have to really travel, travel. So yes, That'll thank be good. the Lord, because that part awesome. is hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so outside of that, where can the people's find you on the interweb? So, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like where are you? Uh, Twitter sparingly. Okay. But mostly Instagram, that doc dot Marcia and I have the links to my businesses and then obviously it'll be in the show notes. Okay, so I cool. Won't, I won't spell those out. Um and that's where I'm at. I don't post I mean I post often enough, but 
I do have right. my random stories. Uh, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I do like to like and comment on people's stuff. I love creeping on everybody's stuff. It's great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. So that's where I'm at cool. for the most part. All right, my dear. This has been amazing, just like I thought it would be. Um, you are more than welcome to come back at any point in time you want to talk okay, about tomorrow? something. Cause, right, 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 exactly. Because now. <laughs> now that you know, you, once you've been on the guest, once you've been on the show, once you are no longer a guest, you are family. So you could call me and be like, "Girl, I got some stuff to say." Um, so nice. I'm definitely looking forward to having more conversations with you. Um, do you have any parting words for our folks for the? brown girls listening you know anything you want to share rant rave or whatever before we uh head out um i would just say you know what you know what i'm gonna do so i have my own clinic right but i'm Uh also doing like online you know consultations oh okay so you know what if if anybody call if anybody's listening to this they have some you know ankle issues hip pain Mm -hmm. shoulder whatever you know come email me talk to me (gasps) let's get you let's get you the plan i'll give it to you for free just just for being a part of the chocolate bar love it and how about we have them mention the chocolate bar so we know where they came from yes exactly you are the bomb that is awesome thank you again so much for being here um thank you to all of my listeners you guys are amazing um just real quick you can find us obviously on the chocolate bar podcast or chocolate bar podcast on instagram the actual podcast this episode you will find on itunes and soundcloud um we have a website www.thechocolatebarpodcast.com there's occasionally merch on there (laughs) it's been a little busy the last couple of months but i'm trying to re-up for the new year you can find us there we're on the twitter's at the chalk bar um and we're also on facebook which feeds from the instagram page so um thank you again i am signing out thank you marcia i'm Bree. see you at the bar bye-bye bye guys